I'm waiting for them all to burn out. Nice. We only, only got two left. So Hi, weirdos. Freaks. We are now in the third year of Bums Corner Coast to Coast. I am Mike Eshelman. I'm Tom Arnold. And this is our Valentine's Day special. Twing. (laughs) Cupid arrow happening. It's sort of ironic that you make that sound effect. Because I was able to track down a picture of you dressed as Cupid. Oh, Kara's bachelorette party. Yes, that I'm going to use as like the um, the the artwork for the episode. Awesome. Yes. That's really one of the most embarrassing photos that exist of me. There were quite a few, actually. I um, I reached out to Kristen Groom. It said, hey, oh would you happen to have a picture of Tom dressed as Cupid? And then all these pictures came in. Oh, crap. Yeah. I've only, I've only ever seen the one with me sitting there reading the paper. Uh, that's the one I wanted. But the only yeah. like digital version she had of that, your your face was like blurred out. <laughs> Good. <laughs> <laughs> so, and, and when I say and I'm using bunny ears, uh, when I say blurred out, it looks like somebody took a piece of post-it note and stuck it over your face and drew a smiley face on it and then scanned the picture. So it it's not really blurred per se, but your identity is is removed. That's okay. Yeah. But the the one I picked was you like standing up playing with your little bow and arrow. Oh, in God. your depends. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. So, because that was so long ago, how did, did you end up being Cupid for a bachelorette party? Um, let's see. How did that go down? It's a little blurry, as you can imagine. Um, let's see. Carol sure. was getting married. They were having uh-huh. her bachelorette party because this is back when we lived on Summit Street, and it was a duplex. And Beth Durbin lived on the other side of the wall. Her yeah. And so they were in, yeah, they were having Kara's bachelorette party at Beth's place. And it was either, I don't know, I don't know who it was. It was Beth and or Kristen came up with the idea since they couldn't afford to get like a, like an actual stripper. Uh, so they're like, well, why don't you just bust in the back door dressed like Cupid? And then Troy had the great idea of, you know, he, he, he weighed in on, on the outfit. So a lot, right. of, what, a lot of that was, was Troy's input. Uh, actually, Troy did the artwork. He did the, uh, the hearts on my nipples. <coughs> Which, yeah. Okay. <laughs> so it was sort of, you know, the, the, the odd, like most of the stuff we did back then, it was an odd collective of ideas that culminated into somebody doing something ridiculous. All right. Yeah. This time around, it was me. 
Okay, that that's fair, and that that's you are right. That's pretty much every story from our youth summed up in a couple sentences. <laughs> well, um, for the articles for this episode, man, you knocked it out of the park. I was yeah. starting to get worried. They didn't start coming in until like yesterday. Yeah, I, and, and again, with the time change, it was this morning when I first saw the, the badge, yeah. but holy shit, you you went deep. <laughs> so <laughs> It's Valentine's Day. Brother, you got to go deep. It's <laughs> <laughs> I set them up, and you knock them down. <laughs> oh, Christ. Well, because we have a to get through do you want to start off or do you want me to take this first one about the police departments and the outstanding warrants i'll go ahead and knock this one okay i'll kick us i'll kick us off all right here we go police department offering unique valentine's day offer lock up your ex sure breakups are hard but the rockmart police department in georgia is offering some closure this valentine's day a chance to lock up your ex the department took to, to a to Facebook with this most romantic and tempting offer. Quote, Do you have an ex-Valentine and know they have outstanding warrants? Do you have information that they are driving with drugs in their car? Give us a call with their location and we'll take care of the rest. <laughs> the, cop, the cops have thought of everything to make this Valentine's Day memorable. This Valentine's Day month... Well, this Valentine's Day month-long special starts off with a set of limited-edition platinum bracelets, free transportation with a chauffeur, a one-night minimum stay in luxurious five-star accommodations, and professional glamour shots that will be posted online for all to enjoy. This special is capped off with a special Valentine's dinner. It's a pretty fanciful way to say your ex will be cuffed, driven to a police station and have their mugshot taken before spending the night in the pokey. The department also adds, we know this special is so incredible that you may be tempted to provide additional referrals. We don't blame you. This special is too sweet to pass up. Operators are standing by. (laughs) Outstanding. That's awesome. Yes. I absolutely love that. I do too. And you know what? Nine times out of 10, whoever's in charge of social media for police departments needs to be capped. But mm-hmm. whoever is in charge of this is genius. Yeah. Rockmart, I mean, first to, to, to highlight the fact that, Hey, you know, you can call in when people have outstanding warrants and let a, let us know where they are, but to go one step further and to, you know, make this entire posting about this right. is awesome. So, because yeah, you got to figure, like, they're you know, it's towards Valentine's Day, and it's like, God, that fucking tool, that douche, that dick. And then right. you see something like that, and you're like, Oh, yeah, there it is. That's what I'm getting that fucker for Valentine's Day. Yes. Because not only as the day approaches, are you thinking, you know, what do I do or get the person that's important in my life? But it's also an opportunity to dwell on previous mistakes in your romantic life Mm -hmm. and holy shit this is fantastic i mean what a way to ruin somebody's weekend (laughs) (laughs) right and you don't have to do anything either Mm -mm. 
No, it's, you, I'm sure you would be, you know, remain in, anonymous. Oh God, yeah. yes, absolutely. I'm, you know, Rockmart doesn't want, you know, all of these people murdered after these guys right? get out. <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah, just thought that was brilliant, and uh, yes, absolutely. Good so stuff. five stars on your on your selection there, and and again, you know, way to go, Georgia. That that's awesome. Right. Hat tip to the uh, Rockmart Police Department social media manager. <laughs> you guys are you're killing it, dude. Yes. Now, from an article that that kicks ass in every way, shape, and form, is one that is utter garbage mm-hmm. just because of the content. So, um, the theory behind it, I'm all for, but mm-hmm. you know, the way it was carried out is all wrong. So, just, just keep in mind, this is on you, America. Yes, this is all your fault. We are terrible. All right, DJ voice. <clears throat> just in time for Valentine's Day, the most popular romantic comedies ranked by state. If your idea of a great Valentine's Day is curling up with your partner for a romantic movie, you're not alone. A recent survey from Fandango's on-demand streaming service, Voodoo, shows 82% of Americans do. But what to watch? Based on Google Trends data, the number crunchers at Comparatech have ranked which states dig which movies. The most popular movie overall is the 1988 Eddie Murphy classic Coming to America. The romantic comedy was liked by people in the most states, including Delaware, Georgia, Louisiana, Maryland, and South Carolina. Some states prefer movies set within their own borders. New Yorkers pegged 2007's Big Apple set fairy tale Enchanted, starring Amy Adams, James Marsden, and Patrick Dempsey. Californians tapped L.A. set Clueless, and Hawaiians chose 2004's 51st Dates, the Adam Sandler-Drew Barrymore movie set in the Aloha State. While Illinois residents dug 16 candles, local legend John Hughes set his 1984 film in Chicago, as he often did. Pennsylvania chose 2012's Silver Lining Playbook, the Oscar-winning the Oscar winner, starring Bradley Cooper, Jennifer Lawrence, and Robert De Niro, was set and shot in Philadelphia and hinges, among other things, on Cooper's obsession with the Eagles. The rankings also show some odd pairings. Nebraska drew a big heart around Real Genius. The 1986 comedy classic stars Val Kilmer and Gabriel Jarrett as two super smart college students who develop a super laser they discover the government once he uses a weapon. Granted, there's a romantic subplot between Jared's Mitch and that girl. I can't pronounce her name. Her name in the movie is Jordan. Thank you. Another question mark. The Oscar-winning 1997 Holocaust film, Life is Beautiful, was a favorite V-Day watch in Nevada and Florida, according to the rankings. Survey questions, methodology, and results have not been verified or endorsed by ABC News or the Walt Disney Company. Okay, so... A, a lot to unpack here. <laughs> yeah, so, like, the reason I... Because I typically would, would avoid shit like this because, you know, it's a damn list of crap. Right. Um, but life is beautiful? Yeah. 
Nevada, Florida. What are you, what's going on there? Is it, <laughs> that was the one with, uh, oh, shit, that Italian guy. And it was basically like him trying to distract his kid in a concentration camp. Yeah. Yes. Uh, I'm, I'm missing I, something. And I guess that brings up the bigger issue I had with this is how they defined rom-com. So um, I, I I looked up the actual article and what they did was they took the top 80 rom-coms on imdb.com mm-hmm. and then plugged those into Google Trends to see where they, what states appeared on top of the Google Trends. But so I guess if you if you follow this th- the string back, it's IMDb's fault that these right. movies are showing up as rom coms. Again, life is beautiful. I don't think that's a rom com. Not so much. No. Um, what was the other one? Uh, Coming to America. Yeah. And again, you know that that's a comedy, mm-hmm. and and there's romance. But I There's don't a, think yeah. that was the, the whole that was not the focus of the film. Right? Like I like it took me a minute to like I'd like replay the movie in my head. Yeah. To be like, wait a minute, rom com. Oh well I guess not yeah. really. He's yeah. trying to win the win the girl. There's a wedding at the end. Okay. Yeah, okay, yeah. Like the whole idea of the movie is for him to go find a wife. Uh all right, but, fine. Like but like the rest of the story. Like that romantic comedy piece kind of just falls away, right? It's like I'm like, no man, like Louis Anderson's in this. This is great. You know, like, <laughs> um, so your current home state picked Clueless, which mm. fine, okay. Again, I think it's a comedy, but I can kind of see how you could turn that into a rom com. You know, like Alicia Silverstone's yeah. character, sort of. Well, well she hooks up with her clue. stepbrother. Well, I mean, potato, potato. If you want to look at it that yeah. way, sure. I mean, but, she hooks up with Paul Rudd at the end, but yeah. And then um, Ohio picked Wedding Crashers, which again, uh, on the periphery, kinda. But I again, I just think that's a straight comedy. Same with Sixteen Candles. I never thought of that as a romantic comedy. I thought that was more of a coming of age movie. Yeah. You know, yeah, it wasn't I, about I, I, her relationship with Jake. It was about everything going to shit in her life at the same time. Exactly. And that Jake was just sort of the icing on the cake. That was the right. catalyst for a lot of things. Yeah. Jake! Uh, but I think the worst one was Utah picked fucking Shrek. <laughs> I fucking love Shrek. I love that movie. I do, um, too. It's funny as hell. And I'll, oh, I'll concede to an extent that that's a romantic comedy because it is like, you know, Shrek's trying to he falls for the princess, and you know Michelle Pfeiffer just wants to be human again, but yeah, she falls for him and then doesn't. And so I mean, there's it's there's more than subtext of romance in that. Uh, and again, is that the whole focus? Well. Kind of, and then the I donkey guess. and the dragon? Come on. Yeah. <laughs> so their other choices, though, were right along the same. I want to say, okay, here it is. I found it. So runners up in Utah, Aladdin, Tangled, 
Hercules. You see a, a pattern here? Salt Lake? Uh, What's going the, on? Digging the Disney animated stuff. Yeah, man. You're, you're, ugh. It's probably because they can get that uncensored. Probably. The yeah, what? Uh, I'm not even going to try and remember the name of the service that like filters the movies so the Mormons yeah. can watch them. Yeah, it's Angel Something. Wow. Angel <laughs> so again, you know, great choice, but goddamn, uh, America, you're terrible. I think I will um, say, you know, uh, two thumbs up, Hawaii, fifty first dates. Great fucking movie. That's a funny movie. It was, you know, that 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 very narrow period when Adam Sandler was funny. Yeah. Yeah. So Without good being choice. stupid. Yes. Yeah. But, uh, okay, so Real Genius, uh, again, that's a straight comedy. The yeah. movie's funny as shit, and there happens to be a romance in it. Truly great movie. I think one of Val Kilmer's best performances. Oh, God, yes. I love that movie. Love that movie. So funny. So funny. Um, it, I forget what state had it. I, I don't have the map up anymore, but somebody also had Scott Pilgrim, which, again, you know, yes, a, a major focus of the story is Scott pursuing Ramona. Mm-hmm. But it's I don't think it's a rom-com. I barely think that's a comedy, actually. You know, that's more of a drama with comedic undertones. Hmm. I have not seen it yet. <sighs> and my son wow. berates me about that. <laughs> Rightly so. Because it's, 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 actually, it's, it's like one of Dylan's favorite movies. Oh, yeah. Dude, I'm seriously... Brandon Ruth is in it. You you have to watch it. Yeah. Yeah. And he plays the, the greatest douchebag ever, too. <laughs> He's funny as shit. <laughs> what is... I'm sorry, I'm going to go up on a tangent real quick. Who's the star of that? What's the kid's name? Oh, the Christ. The, the actor? Yeah. Um. Oh, God. It's, it's Zombieland. He's in... Arrested uh, Development, that guy. Yeah, hang on. <sighs> but you know who I mean. But yeah, you asked me too like, fast. It, it that dude always like strikes me as like he like wandered onto a movie set one day and Michael got mistaken. Michael Sarah, thank you. Yeah, like wandered onto a movie set and got mistaken for one of the actors, but like didn't have like didn't want to be rude. And so just kind of went with it. Right. Like, <laughs> it's like, that's his character. Like, yes. Like, like his whole career is like an accident. Like he was just dropping off sandwiches and like, okay, get your mark. Well, um, and, and the okay. kid's in everything. And he, he does have very good comedic timing. Like Arrested Development would not have been the same show without him. Oh, absolutely but not. He has zero range. You know, yeah. every role is the same. And mm-hmm. uh, Jesse Eisenberg is who you're thinking of in Zombieland. The two of them look almost exactly alike. Oh, shit, you're right. But when whatever, like, role they need is a little more mopey, they go with mm-hmm. Michael Sarah. Yeah. Yeah, Jesse Eisenberg was also in um, 
Um, the, the Facebook movie too. The um, the social network. Social network. Yeah. Is he the one that played Lex Luthor? Yes, he did. Okay. In um, Batman versus Superman, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. We're on it, man. We're on it. Ooh. All right. The the highlight of every show, man. Ooh. Fucking take us to Florida. Dude, where would we be? <laughs> Woman poisons boyfriend because, quote, he wouldn't shut the fuck up. <laughs> a woman in Florida was arrested and charged for allegedly poisoning her partner of nine years because, quote, he wouldn't shut the fuck up. Alvis Parrish, age 54, is accused of giving her boyfriend a drink spiked with tablets of a medication used to treat various mental disorders, according to a police report from the Jacksonville Sheriff's Office obtained by WTLV. Zitten. Deputies reported reportedly found a bottle of lemonade with a powdery substance at the bottom inside the home. Police say Parrish spiked her boyfriend's lemonade with a drug, also known as another word I can't pronounce, which is variously prescribed as a sleeping pill, as well as a treatment for schizophrenia and bipolar disorder. As she was being placed in handcuffs, Parrish told police, I gave him just enough to shut him up and called y'all so he wouldn't die. Do whatever you want, but if you don't take me, I will kill him. She was arrested without incident. So good. Love's in the air. Quetiapine is the drug that she was dosing him with. Quetiapine. Like, quiet your penis. Yes! Yes! So, and again, Florida... Seroquel was the other word they used. You always come through for us. Mm. Absolutely knocked it out of the park this time. (laughs) So, they're not married. They're boyfriend and girlfriend. So... There's no paperwork to go through if they decide to split up. Mm-hmm. Keep it simple. Yeah. So instead of just saying this relationship sucks, you know, yeah. I'm done. Alvis didn't say, I know it's Valentine's Day, but I really think that, you know, we need to take a step back, maybe you. see other people. It's not you, no, she it's fucking me. poisons the guy. I think you want different things. Yeah, and it's a nine-year-long relationship, which I I can't I can't fathom that eight years and eleven months were perfect, and then all of a sudden she just snapped. You know, these are two people that probably hate each other Mm -hmm. and are just in the relationship because, well, I'm going to go out on a limb and say, you know, they're their options are probably very limited. I will agree. (laughs) (laughs) Circle gets the square. Um. (laughs) I mean, again, I, I, I begrudgingly judge people on their looks, but holy shit, her mugshot, man. Yeah. (laughs) That's a rough one. Yeah. It kind of looks like, if Nick Nolte was in Raiders of the Lost Ark and opened the Ark, <laughs> wow! And you, you did a screen grab 
just before like he caught fire. I guess the face was melting before. Yeah. <laughs> there it is. That's so beautifully specific. And if I already didn't have the perfect image for this episode, I think her ugly mug would be a fine runner up. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, oh my God, I just, I don't know. I just, I can't wrap my head around the logic of just not leaving, you know, nine yeah. years. And yeah. God only knows how long it's been going on too. Right, like how long has she been plotting this? Like, because like, like there was no word about like anybody in the house that is like taking that. Like, there's not a, like someone like she's not being prescribed that for anything, and and, and he isn't as well. Right. So, like, she had to track this shit down. <laughs> yep. You know, find the find the drugs, which you know probably not too hard to do, but no, I don't know. No, it seems like a very specific thing, and then like. <laughs> Do some research to find out. All right, he's uh, two hundred and fifty-eight pounds. So uh, let's see, twenty milligrams should be just enough to shut him up without killing him. Like it was like she did homework, right? <laughs> it, it, where it's like you know, why not just open the paper to the classifieds and find another fucking apartment? Yes, and, and again, I mean, it's Valentine's Day, so. <laughs> I guess as a reminder to everybody out there, sometimes it's better to not be in a relationship than to be mm-hmm. in a terrible relationship. Yeah. And both sides too. A, if if you're in a relationship where you cannot stand the person you're with to a point where you poison them <laughs> adversely. If you're in a relationship where the other person is poisoning you. Maybe it's time to just take a step back, you know, download Tinder again and see what's out there. There's gotta be somebody else for you. You know, they say there's plenty of fish in the sea. They're not all fucking piranhas. You'll do just fine. Unless you're into that sort of thing, but you know, there's (laughs) nothing wrong with taking some me time. Uh (laughs) You know, Take some time to work on yourself. Absolutely. Absolutely. You don't need to be in a but, relationship. Uh, no. And I, I and I get it. I mean, I, I've known people all my life that have that mentality where Oh yeah. I, I'd rather be miserable than alone. Yeah. So I don't know. Maybe that's the situation here. Again, there, shit. I mean, she's our age, so it's not like she's stuck with this guy for the rest of her life, right? I yeah, don't get it. She's still got some mileage left on those tires. Come on. Mm-hmm. I don't know. <laughs> well, okay, yeah, yeah. She's, all right, she's been driven hard by looks of her. Yeah, but okay, we're looking at a a mugshot, and B, true, we're not in Florida. So, you know, we okay, don't, don't know what the so she's what the a rest two. Of the menu looks like yeah, she's a two where you are. Maybe she's a Florida six. She's an yeah. Ohio eight. Sadly, you think? No, I'm just fucking kidding. <laughs> we have a lot of gorgeous women here. I I, I mean I don't. It's been a, you know a, a decade or so since I've been there. So. 
Yeah, I, I always recall there being lots of talent walking around Ohio. Absolutely. I mean, look at all of the, the big universities we have around us, and then you have all the large corporations that move in. Mm-hmm. So we've got a nice base yeah. to get some good quality people in here. Right. We import the hotties if we, <laughs> if we can't grow them ourselves. <laughs> no, because you, you live on a scorched earth. You have to have them imported. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All you can grow there are like citrus and mudslides. Oh, and fire. Yeah, fire. Fire. So we go from Florida to basically all over the country for this next article. Um, the one Tom picked is um, sort of a hodgepodge that the New York Post put together of all of the different Twitter posts of all of the zoos around the country that have this tradition that for a certain amount of money, depending on where you live, you can name cockroaches after your exes, which, again, uh, akin to the narking on your exes when they have outstanding warrants. This is a brilliant idea. I absolutely loved this. Um, It's a great way for the zoos to get some cash. But I'll tell you, I'll go ahead and just read the first couple of paragraphs. We're not going to go through this whole thing because it's a a month and a half long. (laughs) Zoos throughout the country are continuing the Valentine's Day tradition of naming animals and critters after exes, some of which will meet an unfortunate end in nature's food chain. If you're trying to find a symbolic way to get over a former flame, care to benefit zoo ambassadors or have Valentine with a ghoulish sense of humor. God, what a terrible sentence. Here are a few wildlife facilities that are hosting naming campaigns. So I'll I'll give you the Bronx Zoo. New York Bronx Zoo is bringing back its Name a Roach campaign for Valentine's Day. The program, which got its start in 2011, allows zoo guests to name a Madagascar hissing cockroach for $15, digital certificate included. The naming of a cockroach doesn't have to be limited to exes either. The Bronx Zoo encourages customers to name roaches after friends and loved ones. Orders can be placed online, and on February 14th, the Valentine's gift recipient will be notified that an insect has been named in their honor. (laughs) That's beautiful. And I think it's great that not only do you get to name the roach after somebody that you despise, they're alerted of this fact. Like, some random person has named a roach after you, Mike Eshelman. (laughs) That's awesome. So who else we had? We had Chicago. It was pretty much doing the same thing. I could totally... And... La, 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 la. It was a lot of... Oh, yeah. The... um, Lay Valley in Schenectaville, Pennsylvania. Um, You could also name crickets after your ex. And then they're basically killed that day as food for all the reptiles. So I thought that was kind of an awesome little twist. You know, here's Chad. And as he's eaten. 
Yes. San Antonio can do the same thing. <laughs> the, the San Antonio... Were they the ones the that did... Roach. Yes. Yes, they're the ones with the rats, too. Yeah, I think with San Antonio, you had three different options. You could do a roach for, I think, $5. No. A cockroach for 10 a rat for 25 or some sort of vegetable for $5. And they all got fed to the various animals, like the obviously the cockroach. I think the cockroach got like fed to like the puffin. At least that's what they had a picture Ooh. of. Yeah. And then like the rat or, or mouse got fed to the, you know, the snakes and then the veggies on the, on the photo that they had, the, the vegetable stuff got fed to the kangaroos. The Joey's. Aww. That's adorable. Yeah, but I love the fact that you could buy a frozen rat and name it. Yeah. Take that. Brilliant. Yeah. (laughs) I I never heard of this. (laughs) I never heard of this. But apparently, yeah, it's like the tradition continues. We're like, what? Yeah, I love uh, I had never heard of this either. So I, I love the fact that you found this article. Um, I think and ironically, some letters need to be mailed to the Columbus Zoo to, to have this, in, you know, started. I do is it. Brilliant. Yeah, right? I mean, I think it'd be that fun is. just to to fuck with your friends, you know. Absolutely, it's a good way to support the zoo, and you know, like have have roaches named after George and Al or something fun like that. Yeah, like on their birthdays. <laughs> that is awesome. Yes, like yeah, I, I a roach. <laughs> A roach has been fed to a puffin in your honor. <laughs> I love that. And they get the little certificate that they can print out. That's beautiful. Right? Yeah. And it's better than as, having your name put on a brick. <laughs> true. As somebody who's dating a woman who's older than he is, I also respect the fact that in Colorado Springs, Colorado, you can adopt one of the cougars for Valentine's Day. Mm. Yeah, nice. Zoinks. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, good find on that one. That was a fun, fun article. Yeah, I thought it was pretty cool. Yeah. And then, um, so not all of Tom's picks were great. No. No. So, they can't all be um, blue ribbons. No, absolutely not. There's, There's got to be a silver medal in every Olympic. Mm-hmm. So this one's kind of gross, and um, do you want to read it? Yeah. It, it's disgusting, and it's your choice, so yeah. I, d- I don't get it, but okay, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Love is in the air, and it smells like french fries. <laughs> <laughs> With Valentine's Day on the horizon, perfume is a great go-to gift, which is why the Idaho Potato Commission has released a new limited edition product, potato perfume. The Idaho Potato Commission, or IPC, announced that they've bottled one of the world's most irresistible scents for their fragrance, dubbed Fritz by Idaho. According to the IPC, a recent national survey conducted by Polefish revealed that nearly 90% of Americans find the smell of french fries irresistible. Thus, Fritz was born. Jamie Hyman... Higham? Hyman? 
Yep. President and CEO of IPC explained whether you're at a drive through restaurant or dining in, it's near impossible not to grab a fry and take a bite before you dive into your meal. The smell is so good, it's too good to resist. This perfume is a great gift for anyone who can't refuse a French fry. The fragrance was formulated from essential oils and distilled Idaho potatoes and retails for just $1.89, or about the price of a large order of fries. Mm-hmm. The fragrance is currently sold out. That's the terrifying part of this. That's what scares me, people. Yes. So, <laughs> okay. sold out. <laughs> Great PR work. Oh, yeah. Kudos to the Idaho Potato Council. Yeah, Commission. and to make it a buck eighty nine, brilliant. Yeah, but then we as Americans bought it all. You know, yeah. This is the kind of thing where you would see it online and think that's hilarious. I'll send the link to my friends, mm-hmm. and then it goes away. Exactly. But now there'll be bottles of this stuff floating around on dressers for eternity. Yeah. And I, I, I don't disagree with uh, Jamie Hyman or Higman or however you pronounce his name that, yeah, when when I'm out, man, if I smell fries, I'm buying fries. Oh, yeah. You know, yeah. like when they just come out of the fryer, like, oh, yeah, I need a whole mouthful of that. Mm-hmm. However. If I'm also out walking around and walk by a woman and she smells like deep fried potatoes, I don't think, ah. Oh, now, there's the one for me. Yeah, I need to yeah. mate. You know, the, <laughs> the pheromones are not like just going crazy like, dude, mm-hmm. drag her back to the cave, yeah. Cro-Mag. This you is the a one. of that. <laughs> no, I don't. Because I'll assume that she just got off a shift making French fries. Yeah. And because it, you worked in a restaurant as long as I did, dude, you know that smell. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, yeah. The deep fry fragrance. Oh, yeah. It sticks. It sticks with you. Yeah. Yeah, because it travels with you into the car. It's just everywhere. Oh, yeah, and every piece of clothes that you own, even if you didn't wear them to the restaurant because they right. just were adjacent to it. Yeah, if you washed it in the same machine, it would, yeah, that, you couldn't wash that smell out. Yep. It would just breed and spread. <laughs> so, again, you know, mad props to Idaho potatoes. I mean, I, yeah. I, I can't fathom that their business has been dropping, but, you know, we're in a recession right, right. It's, Potatoes are the ultimate food. They're dirt cheap, and you can make anything out of them. So I'm sure they're doing fine. They should be all right. Yeah. But the fact that they they made this like little promotional item, and I never did click the link and see what the packaging looks like. It just looks like, uh, yeah, you know, like a regular perfume bottle. Oh, my so God, it does. Not, it it yeah. looks like a tacky bottle of perfume. This is yeah. brilliant. Yeah, I, I kind of expected it would look. I don't know, like potato shaped or something. It would be something sort of kitschy. Yeah. But no, this is something that, okay, yeah. You can see that on a dresser. And not go, oh. <laughs> so, I mean, I, I wasn't against the idea. I just think it's terrible that they actually sold out. That makes I, me sad. I, I, 
thing is that there was no word on how many bottles they produced. That's fair. I mean, so this could just be the, the ultimate kind of marketing ploy. Right. Um, the Potato Commission, I think they, yeah, like it's it's a joke. Yeah. I think. I don't know. Okay, so besides Potato, do you have any recollection of the worst smelling perfume that you can think of off the top of your head? Um, God, they're not like a brand name per se. Right. Um, but like just scents and oils that, that people would put on themselves. I would have to say, uh, back in the day when like patchouli was like a big thing. Smelled completely foul to me. And then, um, oh shit, I lost it. Where was it? Um, crap. There was something else I can't think of. It. Oh, so you're not a big oh, patchouli fan? Patchouli and uh, ginger. Oh, oh yeah, that's that's a strong scent. When when chicks put the like the ginger infused stuff on them, right? No, that's like repellent. Yep. There was somebody I used to work with, um, an older lady, and I swear, like you could tell what time it is during the workday by how strong the scent was coming off of her at her cube. Like she must have had a vat over there and just sort of dipped her arm in and splashed it around, but it was like this sickly sweet floral scent. Yeah, that I don't. It was like half perfume, half like bee attractant. I think. Yeah, and I don't know. It's just that that combination of the flowery, the super flowery scent, and the fact that it was so sweet. I, I, it would like trigger my nose. Usually, I'm not that you know, overly sensitive to sense, but there was something mm-hmm. about this that just drove, like it would make my eyes burn. It was so terrible. Damn. Yeah. Yeah. The, so the, yeah, the, was, potatoes aren't the worst thing out there. Basically. Absolutely not. No. <laughs> you know, like the, uh, the ginger thing, it was like funny. Cause I remember like, uh, there was, we would carpool. There was a, you know, one of the moms would pick us up. Uh, a group of us up and drive us into band practice over the summer and for marching band. And the, the girl whose mom drove, uh, was all about that ginger smell. Mm. And like for the life of me, I had no idea what it was. Right. It wasn't like, and then I flash forward to like the two thousands when I worked with, with a girl that loved it. And I always thought, God, what is, because you're, are you, what are you, what's, what's wrong with your uniform? Are you like not washing your uniform? Right. Um, but you know, I, I wasn't active duty at the time, so it wasn't my job to, to bust around on it. So <laughs> <laughs> I just kind of dealt with it. Uh, and it wasn't until like kind of recently, over the last couple of years, that like, like Sarah bought something that had ginger in it. Yeah, splash it on her. I'm like, oh shit, there it is. That's what it is. <laughs> Son of a bitch! I've been trying to chase down that right. smell. 
for decades. <laughs> since 1984, I've been trying to figure out what that stink is. And now it lives <laughs> in my house. That was a bottle in my bathroom. Oh, my God. That's beautiful. <laughs> I, I never had a problem with patchouli. Like, yeah, some people yeah. overdid it. And I, I've i had soaps and stuff that have it, like, as one ingredient of four. But I always kind of liked it when I was younger because it was sort of code. You know, if yeah. you walked by somebody and you're like, oh, yes, they will get high with me. Yeah. Yes. And, Yeah. Like, oh, right. They're into bad decisions. Maybe I should introduce mm-hmm. myself. <laughs> they make poor choices. We should be friends. Yeah, absolutely. At least for at least, you know, an hour or so. <laughs> That's respectable. I was only 17 at the time. I was thinking more like three minutes, but you do you, bro. Oh, there's a nap in there. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Maybe so we made it to the last article. We do it. Yeah, I'll I'll take this this one. And I learned a lot from this article. Did you? Not not that people are are any better than I thought they were, but that this shit exists. Yeah. So here we go. Denny's offering free weddings for Valentine's Day at its Las Vegas chapel. Denny's is opening its arms, and the doors of its Las Vegas chapel, yes, it's a thing, for lovebirds this Valentine's Day. The chapel is open year-round, FYI, but for V-Day, the eatery is offering its services for free for those looking to jump the broom or renew their vows starting from 11 a.m. on that special day. Free ceremonies will run until 6 p.m. on February 14th, Denny's will provide the use of its chapel and its on-site officiant, as well as music, decor, and a champagne toast for the happy couple, and a dessert. Couples also get a pair of wedding t-shirts and matching his slash her Denny's Grand Slam meals. Denny's will also live stream your ceremony on its YouTube channel for those family members who couldn't make it to Sin City for that special day because they have a monitor on their ankle. (laughs) (laughs) Again, I read the first part. I'm like, holy shit, Denny's has its own wedding chapel in Las Vegas. Yeah, that's cool. And then the rest of the article was terrible. (laughs) (laughs) I I don't know. I think it kind of kept getting better. T-shirt. And a breakfast. Okay, so if your wedding has a commemorative (laughs) T-shirt, yeah, you need to. Okay, I can see like. Again, a vow renewal that could be hilarious to get it done at Denny's, <laughs> yeah. and the fact that you get a free grand slam. I mean, dude, grand slam, dude. The joke writes itself. I'm not even taking that cheap shot. I know it. it it's so cheap. 
but holy shit. And, and again, Denny's was never a destination. You ended up at Denny's. You never left your house wanting Denny's. No, you never it's, went to Denny's like, yeah, during the day. It's 3.15 in the morning. Oh, you're you know starving. That's not entirely true. <laughs> when we were at Fort Hood, Denny's was part of our Sunday. Well, not always. Right. Options were few in the the thriving metropolis that is clean Texas outside of Fort Hood. Um, yeah, it was like Bennigan's or Denny's. Okay, that's fair. So, yeah, Sundays was, was we, once we emerged, it was Denny's for a paper and breakfast. Okay. Or Bennigan's. Yeah. Kick-ass fucking uh, Monte Cristo sandwich, though, I got to tell you that. The, at, the, at the old Bennigan's. Was that still a thing? What, Bennigan's or Monte Cristo sandwiches? Uh, Bennigan's. I don't know. You're asking the wrong guy. Yeah. I don't know, man. Just... Huzzah uh, for shut-ins. But no. The-, <laughs> the, the Denny's Chapel is a thing. Yes, that that part fascinated me, okay? I'm dumbfounded. You know, okay, yes, it's in Vegas, and yes, that's it's hokey as shit. But just the fact that it exists, um, it on non-Valentine's Day, it's 200 bucks to get married yeah. in a Denny's. And and yes, there are fanatics, just like any restaurant, you know, um, like yeah. I think like um here, White Castles, Valentine's Day, fucking booked. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. You know, you can't get near that place on Valentine's Day because it's right. it's been reserved for years. Mm-hmm. So yes, there are fanatics out there. I get it, but A, the fact that the chapel exists is awesome. But <laughs> I, I don't know. Like, it's something that I would drive by and think, oh, yeah, that's cool. And then if I ever received an invitation in the mail to like, hey, you know, we're mm-hmm. having a destination wedding in Vegas at Denny's Chapel. I'd have to unfriend that person in real life. Oh, see, I don't know. It depends on the friend. I don't know. It that. That it's that thin line between I, I want to do it ironically, right? See, that's that, I think, yeah, you've hit it. It's, it's are they fanatical about Denny's, and so that's why they're doing this, right? Or is this so silly and stupid that, yeah, we're all going to come and do this? Yeah, I don't know, man. I'd, I'd, I'd have to reflect on it a lot. You know, but again, you know, if if that if that friend is a a Denny's crazy person, mm-hmm. and no matter when you're out with them, say, "Hey, man, you want to go eat?" Like, yeah, where's the closest Denny's? I can see that, and fine, yes, okay. But uh, even the ironic see, I thing, I don't foresee us having a friend like that. <laughs> <laughs> We're not those guys. No, <laughs> we like- ate at TJ's. Yeah. All the time. But, you know, I, I didn't own any TJ's, like, socks. No. Or, you know, knew where they were. I, I never bought the, you know, the tie. Yeah. Or the socks. I, yeah, yeah, I never had any flair. 
I didn't know any of the waitresses' names other than nope. hey and please. They knew us, though. Oh, God, the smell that came off of us, I'm sure, was just enough to like burn into their memories. Remember the day we spent, like, the day at Denny's? I tell that story all the time. So, yes. <laughs> because of the smell. That's what oh, reminds God. me. Okay, so it's... It's 2.30 in the morning on a Saturday, and the bars are closing. So I think it was me and you and maybe George. I forget. And Banks, maybe? Probably. Maybe Casey. I don't know. Yeah. So anyways, it's 2.30 in the morning. We don't want to go home yet. We still want to hang out with each other. So we go to TJ's and ordered a bunch of Barnyard Busters. Mm Mm-hmm. And... Chain smoked all night, basically eating food and drinking coffee. And then about 7 a.m., so four and a half hours later, we start getting hungry again. Somebody bought a paper, so we ordered food again. Yeah, it was George. George there. Yes, <laughs> yes, yes. The paper. George bought the Sunday paper, and then we just like divvied it up around the table. So we ate yeah. more Barnyard Busters and chain smoked more. Yeah. And I want to say we sat all the way through lunch. Like yeah, we, we had, had, we both had the double H platter for lunch. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> so we had three straight meals and never like left that table. Yeah. And and again, when I tell the story, <laughs> three shift changes. Like we, yes, we, we tipped out like three times. It would yes. be, I mean, it, like to our credit, we were no bullshit as far as tipping goes. Oh, we knew we were, we were difficult. We knew we were a pain in the ass. So, yeah. and we paid accordingly. But yes. Yeah. So, anyways, when I tell this story, I I give that preface to the person. I'm like, all right, now close your eyes <laughs> and imagine what that table smells like. You have twelve straight hours of greasy food, four or five dudes chain smoking, and four <laughs> or five dudes. <laughs> B.O. Who had been out drinking for hours prior. Yes. I'm like, just picture how bad that table stank. (laughs) (laughs) Like, I I totally, like, am surprised we didn't get, like, the Blues Brothers maitre d'. Or the the Blues Brothers, that, that table next to it. You were offensive. Yeah, smelling. <laughs> you smell bad. How much for the women? How much for the How much for the little girl? Your wife, your little girl. Sell them to me. Sell me your children. Sell me the women. Just gnawing on shrimp. Pick it up a loaf of bread and shove it in your face. <laughs> oh God. But yes, I do remember that night vividly, and I bring that up often. <laughs> Good. Yep. Whenever, and, and typically the way it, the preface is, like I'll be watching a TV or movie with somebody, and it'll be like set in the 40s or 50s or 60s, and somebody's like smoking in a car or smoking in an office. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, can you imagine how bad that smells? I'm like, let me tell you something. <laughs> That's nothing. <laughs> you don't even know. Yeah. You don't know fear. 
Let yes. me tell you a story. Yes, I do know how bad that smells. <laughs> I'll do you one better. <laughs> but oh God, yes. Ah, <laughs> uh, man, youth. Good shit. Was it wasted on us? I don't think. Hell I think no. We took, we took advantage of every opportunity we could get. It's just squoze the fucking life out of it. Oh, absolutely. You know, I, I cannot look back at my youth and be full of regret and what ifs. We had an absolute yeah. blast. Mm-hmm. And, and you're right. We did squeeze the life out of every opportunity that we had. It was fantastic. So, yes. We barely got out alive a few times, but by God, the stories we have to tell. Uh, right? You know, yeah, there's there's a couple you know, instances where, yeah, I wish I could have been a better person in that situation or with dealing with that person. But... Oh, well, yeah, if you're going to get into the minutiae, sure. I'm not going to nitpick and, you know, that's what the other podcast is for. <laughs> Speaking of which, as oh. a good segue to close the show out, um, I've been invited to host another podcast no. because fucking five or wherever I'm at is not enough, apparently. So... Currently, there's a podcast um, that's hosted by a friend of mine, John Paul, called Schlockfest, where he picks movies that he knows his friend will hate, and they sit and watch the movie together and then discuss it, which uh, I thought it. was a brilliant premise. So his friend has to bow out due to you know other... Um, other things he's got going on. So he was looking for a replacement co-host. And I thought, you want to sit around and watch movies that we think the other person will hate and then shit on them? By God, yes, I'm absolutely your guy. Yeah. You know, I do that mm-hmm. anyways. So I'm all for it. So um, he wanted to have a name similar to Schlockfest without actually being Schlockfest since it'll be a separate mm-hmm. show. And I think we're going to land on, my idea was, a Schlockwork Orange. Fucking brilliant. You know, Holy and, shit. And I all I can think of was the final scene, Yes, you know, where the, the main character's yeah. watching, like, the, the ultra-violence on the... Malcolm McDowell. Not Ludwig van! <laughs> yeah! But a Schlockwork Orange... So yeah, we would and we would pick movies that we think the other people, there's gonna be three of us now, that we think they would hate. So it doesn't necessarily have to be a bad movie. Like if if he thinks that the other two people would hate musicals, then we'll watch a musical together mm-hmm. and then shit on it. Since, you know, that's my wheelhouse. So, yeah. So just wanted to mention that to our, our dozen or so listeners that Coming in March, I think. Um, I'll have another venue, and they they're big onto the video, so it'll be something on yeah. YouTube, which which will be fantastic because I know I'll I'll go to pick my nose and it'll freeze there. So for half an hour, you sit and look at me with my nose full of finger. It's going to be awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> it's the Kardashians. We got Ash picking his nose. 
Right. Yeah. Let's make I mean, an NFT out of that. Oh, yep. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> yep. This happened, and you can own it. Yep. And there it is. And there it is. That'll be a thousand Bitcoin. <laughs> Give me all your digital beanie babies. <laughs> <laughs> Shit, that's about right. Yeah. That's hilarious. The, the best tweet I've seen about it is um, NFTs are beanie babies for guys to get mad when there are black women in Star Wars movies. Or Asian women. Yeah, or Asian women. So there it is. Okay, so <laughs> here we are at the, the tail end of our first Valentine's Day special. Happy um, Valentine's Day, you assholes. I was going to oh, ask if you had any closing harsh? thoughts, but there it is. There it is. Yeah, so that, that was was it. Was it too harsh of a send off? No. Hey. No. Thomas. There beautiful. it is. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck off. Fuck off. <laughs> Fuck off. Yeah. No. This Fuck Off good. is brought to you by Hallmark, who invented the fucking holiday. Right? You saps. It- <laughs> we'll see you bitches on sweetest day <laughs> Jesus. now that's a bullshit holiday <laughs> dude right there is the text for our t-shirt just like the picture of bums, like the door all rusted and shit, and under it. Now there's a bullshit holiday. <laughs> That's up there with nobody eats the neck. Nobody eats the neck on purpose. <laughs> oh, fuck. Okay. So I started this hour saying that I was freezing my ass off, and now I'm caked in sweat from laughing at you. (laughs) You're welcome. Thank you, Tom. I just lost three pounds the Tom Arnold way. (laughs) Operators are seeing me by. (laughs) Oh, fuck. Okay, so... um, I don't. Let's not have another theme. We we've gotten a couple in a row that have worked. Yeah, and we've dodged some I think bullets we've, these. We've things. gotten lucky. We're not we're not talented. We're lucky. So yeah, we'll come yeah. we'll come back and see you guys in March with some more random weird shit, probably musings about our youth, and then we'll <laughs> get drunk and swear a lot. Yep. Fuck. Cocksucker. So with that, have a fucking great Valentine's Day. and uh, I love you. 